Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? Yes, it's Wednesday hump day. Oh, I woke up feeling so good this morning, man. Happy holidays to everybody. This really is the most wonderful time of the year, and everybody needs to embrace it and enjoy it. And love it, okay? God is good. Why so happy this morning? Because gratitude is my attitude. I'm just thankful for life. I'm thankful for just being here. You know what I'm saying? You don't like Christmas? I love Christmas. You don't like the holidays? I love Christmas. Oh, I, try, I try to to, uh, to wrap some presents yesterday just to have some presents around the trees just so the tree looks nice. Y'all don't have presents under the tree yet? No, I, well, this is the reason why I don't. So when I got home, all those presents were open. You know why? Why? Because I have a little two-year-old that doesn't know anything oh. about waiting. So she opened up all the presents. Thank God, she you know she just sees gifts. So I'm gonna re-wrap them though. But oh no! So I gotta, I gotta, I can't do that. It's not because the tree, the tree's just gonna look empty. We now. definitely got presents under the tree, and it feels good because I grew up Jehovah Witness, so I didn't get to experience that throughout my whole life. And I mean, it's not like I'm big on Christmas as far as like you know the whole reason for the season, thinking it's Jesus's birthday or whatever. I just enjoy the spirit. I like. You know, getting gifts and watching the kids wake up on Christmas Day to open the gifts. That's just a good feeling. Absolutely. That's the best feeling. And, and looking under the Christmas tree and knowing that the gifts that's under there are real. Because, you know, what you mean? for the first few Christmases, it was fake boxes just to make it, it seem like... It wasn't really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Goodness Just to make it seem like it was a lot more under there than it was. Goodness but, gracious. But, you know, now God is good. Yes. Let gratitude be your attitude. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Well, today, let's get the show cracking. Front page news is coming up next. What are we talking about? Well, imagine your person who sexually assaulted you is indicted on four counts of sexual assault, but gets to walk free. We'll tell you what the victim has to say. Okay, and also, of course, this is our eight years that we've been on this Breakfast Club, our eight-year anniversary. Yes, indeed. So we're going to be playing clips for the next couple of weeks of just some of our best moments, our horrible moments, our whack moments, our uh, learning moments. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be getting some of those on as well. Somebody told me Exhibit was going to be here today, too. Is that true? I saw that go out last night. I, I, didn't, I didn't see it on the schedule. It's not on this paper oh, right here. So I, saw, I, 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 got I didn't a, want to say it. I got an email about it last night. I don't know. Eddie, is the exhibit coming today? Okay, yes. Yes, the exhibit will be here exhibit? this morning as well. Will he? Yes, okay. okay. Exhibit will be joining us this morning. We, we got time for him. Yeah, we got time. All right, just make sure. Where there's a will, there's a way. All right. Well, All exhibit right. will be joining us. Front page news is next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, but let's talk about Jacob Walter Anderson. He is a frat president from um, Baylor University. He pled not no contest to a lesser charge of unlawful restraint when it comes to a sexual assault. He was indicted on four counts of sexual assault, and he's not going to end up spending any time in prison. They said if he successfully completes three years of deferred probation and pays a fine of $400, his criminal record will be wiped clean of the charge. Now, the victim is understandably very upset about this. 
Uh, he won't have to register as a sex offender. But he will have to complete alcohol, drug, and psychological treatment. Now she said, I have been through hell and back, and my life has been forever turned upside down. This guy violently raped me multiple times, choked me, and when I blacked out, he dumped me face down on the ground and left me to die. When I woke up aspirating up my own vomit, my friends immediately took me to the hospital. This all happened back in February of 2016. It was a frat party. She said she had put down her drink to dance and then picked up her drink again, took a few sips, felt intoxicated. And she saw Jacob, she said, out of the corner of her eye throughout the whole party. Next thing you know, uh, she was outside with him. He pulled down his pants and she said shoved his penis in her mouth and down her throat. And she was gagging and she could not get him to stop. And he also vaginally uh, raped her as well. So how you beat the case? Well, the assistant district attorney said she worried a jury would not convict him because the prosecutor had recently lost a similar case. So they did an offer, accepted a plea deal. Wow. And they felt like she wouldn't be able to win the case. And that's why they did a plea deal. So he wouldn't just walk away with nothing. She said, uh, our jurors are not ready to bl- are ready, aren't ready to blame rapists and not victims when there isn't concrete proof of more than one victim. So that's how it happened. And she wasn't even informed there was a plea deal in place. Well, that's the injustice system. Uh-uh-uh. Right. And now let's talk about these cheerleaders, NBA cheerleaders. And they're talking about what a nightmare it is for them, even though a lot of young girls look up to these dancers and feel like, oh, this is exciting. Former NBA dancers are now opening up about how horrible the conditions are that they have to endure as far as eating disorders, harassment, abuse, poor pay. Uh, one young lady, Lauren Harrington, she's a former Milwaukee Bucks cheerleader, said the coach would send her to a closet to make her think about what she was doing to lose weight. And if she was having any extra weight, she would be forced to do a jiggle test in front of her colleagues. And they would say things like, lose five, lose five pounds by tomorrow and you'll be fine. They said it's a very toxic environment. A lot of these young ladies develop eating disorders. They starve themselves so they aren't left out of the squad as punishment for being too heavy. Uh, and it's just a lot of negative experiences. And back in 2015, there was a $250,000 class action lawsuit um, because of lost wages to 40 cheerleaders. Women look up to NBA cheerleaders? I mean, young girls love cheerleading. There's cheerleading competitions. Yeah, part I mean, of the my, Olympics, my, they go there. It looks like it could be a glamorous job. You get to, um, you know, dance in front of thousands of people. Yeah, my daughter's, a, my daughter's in the cheerleading. She had a cheerleading competition this weekend, but mm-hmm. she's never told me she looked up to... NBA cheerleaders. I don't even think they ever see them. That's what I'm saying. Them. Like, who are the NBA cheerleaders? Like, who when are, you go to the game, you see them come out and dance and do. But that's all what I'm saying. Things. Who are the who are the who are the popping ones that you know? Like, who's the popping one in that field that people are like, oh, that's what I want to be like. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm just asking. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you see movies like Bring It On, and it seems like okay, these are cheerleaders. That's if not you the NBA though. I mean, but it's a you know, if you're a cheerleader, right? What's the top of being a cheerleader? Being a cheerleader for a professional sports team, I would think. I know for football, I know I know a lot of people used to love the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Absolutely. They were big. And other than that, I mean, the Knicks has the Knicks dances. The Giants just suck. They got... Giants got cheerleaders? No, they don't. They got the drum majors, which is always why. Odell is the best cheerleader Shut that up. anybody I could have. I mean, no, seriously. He's Stop amazing. It. Stop he, it. He's toe-touch. Right. I've seen him toe-touch. I don't know. All when right. I go to the games all and I right. see the girls doing all these crazy things, like flipping around and all that, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But who would know the conditions are that bad? So, all right. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible night, or maybe you had some positive positive stuff going on in your life. Whatever it may be, phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. 
Hello, who's this? Good morning, this is Eden. Hey, good morning, Eden. Get it off your chest. I just want to call and say I love you guys. I listen to you guys every morning on my commute to and from work. Y'all make my hour commute feel like 15 minutes. Eden, thank you for um, having no taste. We really appreciate you. <laughs> you always say that, Charlemagne, but I love you guys. And also, Charlemagne, I'm driving right now four hours uh, to Lynchburg, and I'm listening to your book on my audio book, so I love it. Which one? Um, your 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 latest book. Shook uh, one. one. Thank you yeah. very much. I appreciate you that. Welcome. And one more thing, guys. I'm, I'm calling to represent all the Eritreans. I know your team had it, Charlemagne. You know so that. Next time you, I know that for sure. Next time you see her, give her the Eritrean call. The, <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This A.B. What's up, A.B.? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I just want to scream um, justice for Tank, man. He was killed back in 2016. And his birthday is this this Saturday coming up, man. I just want to scream justice for my brother, man, because they still ain't called his killer. Oh, I'm sorry right, to bro. hear that. What's his name? Tank. Well, we call him Tank, but his real name is Anthony. Tank. Anthony T. Ebron. Well, rest in peace to Anthony Tank. Absolutely, bro. Yes, justice for Tank. Uh, well, if y'all, they, they probably ain't called his killer because nobody want to snitch. Nobody wants to y'all talk. Y'all better tell who it is if y'all know. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Javon Diamond Plus calling from Boston. Just want to give a shout-out to the whole Breakfast Club, Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and Angela Lee. What's going on? <laughs> DJ Envy and Angela Lee. All right. Don't worry. One day you'll Angela know our names. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, right, but The last time I, I got in to, to speak with you guys, I was like on hold for the longest. You know what I mean? It is actually my first time here to call in to the right. Breakfast Club. I'm from the Virgin Islands. Angela Lee, you know me. I'm your icon of the island favorite pick. Oh, you know I mean? okay. What's so good? What How are you? Plus. That's what I'm talking it's about. Good. It's good to hear y'all. Soon y'all will hear more music from me, and maybe I can hit you a record to break in the Breakfast Club in the future. You know what I mean? Now, I'm going to tell you what's crazy. You just said maybe y'all hear more music from me. Nope. Haven't even heard it to begin with, so no, I'm going to hear more. He's a good artist. Are you happy that Buju is home? He's he's off. Hello, who's no, this? No, I'm here. I'm here. This is Dennis from Boston. Hey, Dennis. Get it off your chest. Hey, man. Hey, I- I'm mad at Charlemagne. He called Odell a cheerleader. But this man is talking about d- off on his knees? Yep, I agree with you. What the hell that got to do with anything? It don't have nothing to do with it, but leave Odell alone. Well, yeah, leave Odell alone, man. I've been trying to tell you this for weeks. I couldn't believe you put that in your book or whatever you did. But I didn't say that. I didn't say that Odell, him being a cheerleader, was a bad thing. I just said he got a mean toe touch. See? Well, man. Charlemagne, go to sleep. Uh, I will as soon as I d- off on my knees. <laughs> that helps me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, bye. All right. Joey! Hi, uh, good morning. Hey, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. My name is Neil. I just wanted Oops. to say why my why my blessed for this year and everything. Basically, I've been through dealing with the Achilles group. I think you remember me, DJ Envy, we spoke a month ago. No. Yes, we did. And no, well, I don't remember you. Group. I mean, go ahead. The running group. The running group. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. The um, blind, I, I, blind, I remember you. You have your own running group and you're blind, right? Exactly. And, and you want to join us for our next run. I have it. I have another disability. I'm, I'm hydrocephalus. What's that mean? You hydro what? That means that means water in the brain. Oh, you know what? Oh. Somebody called me that knows you. That said they they do your run with you, and they really wanted me to come out. And I told them I would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful for for the Achilles group. They basically changed my life. If I if I didn't have this um you know dealing with this group, I'll probably be have a different life right now and everything. It would have been a real sad moment of my life. Well, you, you know what? We got to do our run together, just like we said. I have my run with Yee Run that we do. Um, and so let me know, and let's let's try to plan that. Um, I did basically with your email. I don't know um, what email do you use. That's the whole thing. I tried to help me. Yee. 
Okay, I'll look for that one. I know I get a lot of emails in that one. Yeah, I try to answer as many people. What is it? Help me ye at gmail.com, right? Okay, yep. I'm going to go look for it right now. Yeah, I, I, I hate running. And I'll send the information and everything from one of my um, people who does it, Michael Anderson. All right, and we're going to do this together. That's going to be really nice. Yeah, I hate running. I, I'd rather box for cardio. i jump rope, but I'll come run with you, bro. Does somebody run with you, though? Like, you have, like, a running guide? Yes. Yes, Blind. Yes, okay. Um, basically, I usually be guided by um, a tether string that basically guide, um, and the people just need to tell me left and right, and then basically I do the rest. So like a video game. No, it's not a video game. Exactly. It's not like it that. It's like a video game. <laughs> what you mean? You got somebody moving them, tell, giving oh, them yeah, direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, move to left, right. Yeah, all I need to know is just if I'm going left and right, and that's it. As long as I don't hit a person and everything, I'm good. I got okay. you. All right, well, nice thank you for day. listening. And, and the next run, well, it's cold now, but when it gets a little warmer, I'll come out yeah, there and yeah, run with yeah, you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll, I'll love to run with y'all. Do, do you run in this weather also? Do you run in this weather? Yes, all year round. All right, good, nice. let's do it, because I do too. And, most, running no, and most of all, I'm about to hit my 1,000 mark this Thursday. Oh, my Congrats. gosh. You know right. what? I see you. Congratulations. Congrats, man. I just bought a dog, and the dog runs. I'm going to bring the dog... Well, maybe that's not a good idea. I'll just run with you, bro. That would look so stupid. What? To have a dog running with a blind man. That would look stupid? Yes. Oh. All right. Thank if you, If I saw a blind man running with a dog, I'm going to start running, too, because something ain't wrong. <laughs> so they, they know something that I don't know. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up. Wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Mike Jackson from Duval. Mike Jackson. What up, Mike? Mike Jackson from Duval. That's right. That's me. The Man, thriller himself. All, I need Jacquees to stop. <laughs> okay? I need him to cut it out because he can't really sing for real. And Wait, I'm is he still saying stuff? Say it again. Is he still saying staying things when you said you need him to stop? No, I just need him to stop. I didn't get the opportunity to talk about it. So I'm talking about him now. He trash. First of all, he's, he's trash. not trash. You, you, you from Jacksonville, so you know who the real king of R&B is. Say it again. I said you from Jacksonville, so you know who the real king of R&B is. Yeah, the general. No, Lil Duval. Stop it, man. Stop it. <laughs> That's too funny now, but... I personally like Tank. I done shared the stage with Tank twice, and I think Tank is the king of R&B. That's my personal thing. Tank, Tank, uh, Tank's the homie. I don't think he's the king of R&B, though, but, you know. Yeah, I don't think Tank is the king of R&B, but I'm not mad at Tank because Tank is one of the few men that uh, admits to like like to get his butt eaten. And so. Tank also writes oh. for a lot of other artists. My goodness. That's the only reason why you like Tank, bro. That makes him the king of some King of the butts. Jack! Yo. What's up, Jack? on the tongue when I talk too tough. Ain't having headaches when I mind my own. I hope that wasn't a rap because nothing rhymed just now. <laughs> nothing rhymed at all. Jack, are you a rapper? All day. Oh, my goodness. What's your rap name, Jack? Low Key. I'm going to tell you something, uh, You're not Low very key. talkative. You said you rap all day. I don't think you should rap all day. I think you should, you know, spend about two, three hours with rap and then the rest, you know, focusing on doing something productive with your life. Give me some bars, Jack. Low Key. All right, man. All right, man, what? You got to <laughs> you gotta talk more. <laughs> hard on the tongue when I talk too much. Ain't having headaches when I mind my own. It's hard on the lungs because I smoke too much. I was getting high, couldn't find my phone. Next time I hit the client, use the same excuse. Brand new boost, kick game to the bruise. I've been in this hurts, waiting for a whip to rent. 
brand new mule, horsepower in the engine, hit the gym trying to get it on my system. No one remember that's a detox. Ran the hill, I was working on my knee drop. Off the rim, I was hanging in my Reeboks. Another day, another dollar, car pay DM. Jesus hang around my car, he gave me a sin. All right. Yeah, you shouldn't rap all day. You shouldn't waste your time rapping all day. So he doesn't talk, but he'll rap to you. Yeah, we asked if you rap. You said all day. We don't want you to rap all day. Find something to do. Yeah, and why would you you be in a hearse waiting on a car to rent? Like, you already got a ride if you're in a hearse. With a big engine? Yeah, that's kind of... Hertz Rentals, man. Oh, Hertz, Hertz Rentals. Rentals. Oh, okay, got you, got you, got you. True, true, true. Uh, all right. Nah, it was, went over my head, that's it was, all. It wasn't good, bro. It wasn't good. How you feel? It's whatever. Grind don't stop all day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you go. All, all day. day. Grind all don't day. stop all day. All, all day, right. baby. Right, man, 24 right. hours, okay? Oh, when he man. say all day, he mean all day. All right. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about a new series that is headed to Netflix that I'm sure you guys are going to be uh, quite excited about. Also, let's talk about this $100 million wedding. All right. All that and more. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen well, I'm sure you guys saw the pictures of Beyonce in India, and she was performing at a pre-wedding celebration. This wedding, they're saying, is $100 million. How much did Beyonce get it at? I don't know what her fee was, but you can imagine getting Beyonce to come perform at your wedding in India is nothing cheap to happen. Now, it's India's richest man, Mukesh Ambani. He was honoring his daughter, Isha, with the pre-wedding celebration. The actual wedding hasn't even taken place yet. So she, the daughter's wedding fellow billionaire, Ajay Paramal's son, Anand. So that's going to be held at their home, which is a 27-story palace. So $100 million to them is like 100000 Yeah, basically. a couple of billionaires yeah, Pretty up. much. Still a waste of money, though. What? To get a married? $100 million pre wedding? To get I mean, if you got it, they want to celebrate. And a wedding is 30 minutes at the most. So they want to celebrate it. Their families do donate a lot of money as well. They donate a lot of food, a lot of money, and all That's of that. That's a donation. A so. $100 million wedding is a donation. They got it. They want. They want to. They want to. They want to have it. They can have it. That, that, that means no divorce is is, is even nope. remotely in the picture not at, at all. all. Not right. at That's all. what the prenup says. No divorce. No none. Well, now let's talk about marriage boot camp, <laughs> hip hop edition. That is coming to WeTV, and that comes on January tenth. Now, some of the people on the show include Soldier Boy and Nia Riley, Waka and Tammy, Lil Mo and Carl Dargan. Jessica Dime and Sean Williams and Little Fizz and Tiffany Campbell. Here's the trailer. Ten days, one house, five hip-hop superstars. This house about to be so lit. They live their lives in the spotlight in the hardcore world of hip-hop. People are accusing Waka of cheating. The stakes are high. They don't know how inconsistent your ass is. Yo, shut the f*** up. Don't try and kill yourself this time, okay? And the emotions run. Felt like I gave up. Even higher. It's a stress blimp. I'm not worrying about you going anywhere. You should be worried. I hope you find whatever you're looking for. It's over. See, that's why you can't try to kill yourself in front of people because people have zero empathy and then they try to use it against you later on in life. That was Nia Riley talking to Soldier Boy. How are you going to do that? You're supposed to be my wife, my boo. My wife would never do that, though. Come on, man. Now you're not, she's not going to get that low. Don't try to kill yourself. Well, they're not married. 
but um, yeah, we never will be. Nah, never will be. This kind of attitude, Neil. Well, it sounds explosive. All right, now Selena, this series is going to be coming to Netflix. The family is actually producing it. They said Selena will always have a lasting place in music history, and we feel great responsibility to do justice to her memory. With this series, viewers will finally get the full history of Selena, our family, and the impact she has had on all of our lives. Now, for those who don't know, who is Selena? A bitty bitty bamba. She's a huge superstar that was actually <laughs> shot and killed by the woman who managed her fan club after they found out she was embezzling money. So you said a bitty bitty bamba. That was a song. Uh-oh. A bitty bitty bamba. You don't know that song? Oh, I thought that was a thing. I thought that I thought I, I just thought a bitty bitty bamba was a. That's the song everybody that's knows that they always sing by Selena. Got you. J Lo played J-Lo her. J Lo played in the her movie. in the yeah mm-hmm. in the movie as well. I used to think J Lo was Selena for a long time. All right. Another thing that's coming to Netflix is Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. It's a true crime docuseries about serial killer Ted Bundy. It's a four-part series. It's going to have previously unheard audio of interviews with Bundy while he was on death row in Florida. Yeah, when, don't when, care about that. When, people get, when they get money from now, where does that money go? Shouldn't the money go to the victims' families and all that? I'm sure it depends on what situation was worked out and, you know. Is Ted Bundy is. still alive? Like, I know with O.J. Simpson, he doesn't yeah. get any of that money. I think he's dead. All right, now, um, Kevin Hart, ever since he stepped down from the Oscars, they're trying to figure out what can we do to keep this show chugging along. Apparently, according to Variety, they are freaking out. Now, some reps are are saying that they're bummed that Kevin didn't stay the course and serve as an example and just weather the storm and, you know, be an example for future shows. But they're also saying what's going to happen next. Uh, They might not have a host at all. That's one option, and that's happened before in Oscars history. Of course, that could be very dull because it's already kind of a dull show. Yes, it is. Uh, or they could do some type of Saturday Night Live style cluster is what they call it and get different stars to come through to keep the show moving along. It's also not a well-paid gig, so I think a lot of people feel like it's not worth it. It's $15,000, I think, is what they get paid, and it's not like it really does anything you know, for you. So with all of the vetting and things like that going on, some no. people feel like it's not worth it. Exactly. Oscars, that's your problem. I don't give a damn about the Oscars. I can take it or leave it. But who actually would want to host that gig when they're going to go through your life as if you are you just became the president of the United States of America and they're going to hold the president of the United States of America to less of a standard and they're going to hold, hold the Oscar host. All right. Now, time's up. Let's talk about that campaign. Right now, they are actually, uh, you know, coming together. Ava DuVernay, Reese Witherspoon, Gina Davis, Kerry Washington, and other big stars. They're going to do an auction, a celebrity auction, to benefit the legal fund for the Time's Up movement. Now, so far, they've raised more than $22 million since the campaign started back in January at the Golden Globes. But some of the things they'll be auctioning off, an opportunity to attend a post-production session with Ava DuVernay on her Netflix miniseries Central Park 5, could be also a coffee date with Gina Davis and a meet-and-greet with Reese Witherspoon at the Big Little Lies Season 2 premiere or Kerry Washington at her Broadway show American Son. So that auction is uh, going down. I'll take the Broadway tickets and I'll take uh, being on set with Ava. I'm not going to lie. Big Little Lies was a great series. I don't know if you guys watched that, but they Mm -mm. have a season Mm -mm. two coming up. That show was incredible. I actually watched the entire series on the flight to Johannesburg. That's how long that flight was. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, now when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, We are going to talk about Delta. If you guys are flying anywhere for the holidays, there's a whole new boarding process if you're flying on Delta. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hi, Lo. 
is the best way to watch TV, live or on demand. More than 50 channels you love, like VH1, BET, and of course, Revolt. Best part? Philo is just $20 a month. Find out for yourself with a free trial, no credit card needed. Text BREAKFAST to 74456. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. How was that? I'm going to Instagram. No. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. I didn't know if you had scores or anything. Mm-mm. All right. Now, Delta is changing the way that people board planes. I fly on Delta all the time, so I'm trying to figure this out. They're saying it's going to be a more complex process, which is based on your ticket type and also a color now. So now, you know how people always line up at the gate, even though it's not their turn to board? They're hoping this will prevent that from happening. So what they are going to do is, instead of um, having the different zones like they have, like main, ca- they're going to have main cabin one through three to board after they do uh, the first class passengers. And then they're going to have like some whole different type of different colors displayed. So when you purchase your ticket on the website and all of that and on airport screens, that's what's going to help you. So just be prepared for that. They don't want you standing around blocking uh, the gate where you guys can line up at. But I'm confused by this because Delta has all the different zones. Don't you just get into the line that your zone is in? Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's what you're supposed to do. And I don't know why they switched that because this seems like it's going to be a lot more complicated. Yeah, and all they got to do is be more forceful when you get up there because there's nothing more embarrassing than when you get up there and somebody says, uh, we're boarding zone one, not zone six. <laughs> okay, if you're not zone one, please go back to your zone six. That's very embarrassing. Well, I'm a diamond member at uh, Delta, so I don't have those problems. Uh, shout to Dora. Now, they're hoping that this is going to help <laughs> the planes get loaded quicker and to minimize delays, but we'll see what happens. All right, now let's discuss this awful situation. This was at Baylor University. A former Baylor frat president has managed to sidestep rape charges that were against him. Now, he has been accused of raping a female student, and he's going to serve no jail time. And he also does not have to register as a sex offender, all because the judge did accept a plea agreement under which now he's going to, um, he pleaded guilt, he pleaded no contest, which means you don't admit guilt and you don't have to offer a defense either. The woman who, of course, is accusing him is outraged, and she wrote a letter. She said, he stole my body, virginity, and power over my body. She said, I not only have to live with his rape and the repercussions of the rape, I have to live with the knowledge that the McLennan County justice system is severely broken. She said, I have to live with the fact that after all these years and everything I have suffered, no justice was achieved. They did dismiss four counts of sexual assault against her, against him, and told the alleged victim's family that they were not confident enough to take the case to trial. She said, he violently raped me multiple times, choked me, and when I blacked out, he dumped me face down on the ground and left me to die. So why weren't they confident enough? Was it a lack of physical evidence? Like, what was it? Well, no, what they were saying was that the prosecutor had a similar case that they lost. So they didn't feel confident that they would win this case. They said the prosecutor recently lost a similar case. Well, what that got to do with my case? Did they have evidence in this case? Was there a rape kit done? Like, what, I mean, like, what was it? That sounds crazy. I don't know what all the evidence was, but we do know that he put in this plea deal, pleaded no contest, and now he doesn't have to do any of those things. And, of course, she's infuriated by all of that. She said Jacob Anderson and all rapists who get away with their crimes will never be cured, never change. If anything, they will be emboldened by their power over women and their ability to escape justice and punishment. So now he's never going to testify, none of that. And this is the reason why rape victims hesitate to report crimes all the time, because of situations like this. Mm. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, Exhibit will be joining us. Of course, Exhibit from the West Coast, Exhibit from Pit My Ride, the rapper, the actor, and all that. We'll be talking to Exhibit, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJMV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. X to the Z Exhibit. Yeah, what's good, what's man? Up, what's up, my brother? Good morning. Is this, it's your first time up here, right? First time. Eight wow. years we've been wow. on wow. it. I know, right? It's first time here. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's really excited. You know what's interesting? I was asking a few of the West Coast homies this weekend when I knew you was coming about the importance of Exhibit to West Coast mm. hip-hop. So I, I'm going to ask you yourself. How important do you think you've been in the West Coast hip hop. Oh, that's a that's a loaded question, man. I don't know how we got important. Turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how important um, I am to to West Coast hip hop, but I know how much I love West Coast hip hop. Mm-hmm. I, I think that because of that, I've been uh, put in a position that you know the the greats that have come before me have been put in, and so that's I'm very humbled by that. So yeah, that's how I, I feel about it. I ask because lyrically, you have to be one of the best to ever come out of the West Coast, but it doesn't oh. seem like people respected yeah much. yeah i think it's because of the other things that i've been involved with i was and gonna so, say that a lot of the kids yeah. don't necessarily know you as a rapper right they know you from pit my ride right you right know, right kids know you from pit my ride they don't right know you <laughs> artist, you exactly know, what made you do that reality i don't do they call that reality tv i guess so it was well yeah TV. like we were the first you know and so i feel like um when we did that it was kind of i was already getting my Cars done at West Coast Custom. The producer Rick Herberts came in and asked if I wanted to host a show. I'd never ho- hosted anything before, so it was it, it just happened to happen like that. Did it help or hurt your musical career? In the beginning, I felt like it hurt my career mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't able to tour. I wasn't able to continue building Exhibit as an MC. And so when it came to Pimp My Ride, it, I mean, it was just became like soccer moms and. and- <laughs> Like that right, coming yeah, up yeah, and like yeah. like really recognizing me. So, um, but now as as I look back at it, I feel like it is you know regardless wh- whether people know me from music or film or TV, I'm just glad to be you know recognized. Well, what made you do it? Because at that time, rap was like super profitable. Yeah. And like I think about Angie Martinez, she actually turned down American Idol because she wanted to do the rap thing. Right. Well. So, what made you want to do Pimp My Ride? Uh, I mean, I I don't know, man. I've never been afraid to try other things. Mm-hmm. It probably felt natural too, because yeah. it was something you really were doing already. Yeah, because it wasn't scripted. Right. Mm-hmm. I could say whatever I want to say, and so that's what kind of made it okay for me. Like, honestly, I thought if I did put my ride, they was gonna put my videos. Right. Like they was gonna be like, oh, sense. you know, like yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, what yeah. I thought. But then it turned into like a whole thing. It became bigger than anything. Yeah, it, it, it became bigger than anything. Yeah. They started pimping exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. own part of West Coast Customs? No. Never. Uh, never. I, that's one thing I was like, I was like, if that's his shop, <laughs> he's going to, you never tried to get your no. own shop or get a piece of that because that, it gave that shop so much publicity. Absolutely. They don't feel that way. I feel like the show was built on my back. I feel as though that it became profitable for everyone else except me, mm. wow. and so and so when it uh, when it was over, everybody couldn't believe that I w- didn't want to continue. Oh, you stopped it. You yeah, didn't want to do it yeah. My contract you was were up. Making millions from that too, because that's what you would assume. Like, and you would this assume is so that. Popular. You would assume that. Then I was supposed to go, and I couldn't wait to be done because I I had a a, a tour booked, mm-hmm. and that my first touring experience since since I started the show. Mm-hmm. And so there was this episode that um, it was like the Silver Surfer, 20th Century Fox. And at the time, I was working on an X-Files movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just come back, and everybody was excited. We, I was in the building talking to, to the executives. And then the promotion company comes down and says, you know, hey, 
uh, we're really excited that you came back in to do this Silver Surfer episode for Pimp My Ride. I was like, I'm, I'm leaving on tour. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I got a phone call later. Uh, the production company called and was like, hey, oh, you know, X, we, um, we forgot that there's one more episode that you will fly you back from, you know, from wherever you are to film this episode. And I just left the building. I know how much they paid for that episode. And so I was like, okay, just give me one million bucks. Oh, Jimmy, we can't do that. It's not in the budget. Okay, it, I'm gone. And so that's how Chameleon Air got on that episode. Then it was just like the show fell apart from there. I love when stuff like that happens because yeah. a lot of these networks, they don't think the host is important. Right. And so it's like, okay, think you can just insert anybody here and not yeah, watch what Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think actually they said that. They was like, you know, anybody with braids can do what exists. Whoa, with braids. That's yeah. racist. Yeah. Damn, that's exactly. crazy. Who yeah, 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 yeah. Were you still cool with West Coast Customs or you, you guys? I mean, once the show fell apart, the show fell apart. I love Ryan. I love the guys over there at West Coast. You know, I wish everybody the best. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's just where I leave it. I was going to ask, do you think that uh, one of the reasons the West Coast may not champion you the way they should is because you're from mm-hmm. New Mexico? No, I'm from Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, you were born in Detroit. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was born. Yeah, what up, though? What up, though? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, people just kind of glance past the facts and just want to say what they, what they <laughs> feel they know. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I was born in Michigan, uh, and then my mother passed when I was nine. And then my dad got remarried like a few months after my, my mom passed away. So I was really angry. Mm-hmm. And so I ended wow. up uh, uh, moving to New Mexico because that's where she wanted to live. Uh, I lived there for like seven years, uh, got into a lot of bullshit. And, and so I decided to, I talked to my dad when I was 17, 18. I was like, I got to get out of here or else I'm going to die. Mm. You know, so mm-hmm. I spent like seven years in New Mexico, nine years in Detroit. But the most of my time as being an adult is when my career started, all that stuff was in California. What? I got there when I was like 18, 19 years old. So and then you get to L.A. Get to L.A. And that's when things really took off. So. It, yeah, it did. I, I got around um, cats that were um, doing music and the, mm-hmm. the, the gangster cats that was coming to, to New Mexico because the California cats used to come out there and get weight. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was involved in. And so once I got to, to you L.A. You want to say that on camera? It's, it's, uh, it's way too long now. It's way too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. We good. We good. And you yeah. signed to Loud Records? Yeah, signed to Loud. Um, and, and eventually, you know, put out Paparazzi. Paparazzi was the, the first, you know, endeavor in music. And then that did well. We went gold, we gold in Germany. Mm-hmm. And so then I had to end up going overseas. And that was my first touring experience. You know, we, we went from Loud. And, and then I ended up uh, getting with Dre. And the first time I did... Uh, a song with them was when I did Bitch Please for Snoop's record. Mm. Right. And so from there, um, it was like, okay, Dre saw the potential. And so it, w- it had another chapter. And we went through that whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know what else you don't get credit for? Uh, what you see is what you get in our video. Yeah. That video was amazing. I, I, video. <laughs> I have seen that video remade so many different mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Donald Glover recently did it with This Is America. But I never see homage paid to you. Does that bother you a little bit? It does not. Okay. <laughs> you know, because because the, the truth is the truth. Because that you know? was so new when yeah. I saw it, when you saw it back in the day. Explain like, to the people that, that don't know that, how the video was. Well, what was. you see, what you yeah. get is just like Donald Glover. Donald Glover was walking through his, you know, dancing, not, you know, not really walking focused on the things scenes. going on in yep, the background. Absolutely. And you were going through the, going to the store. Like, you were just yeah. sitting in your crib, yeah. decided to get up to go to the store, and the neighborhood was just, wow. In shambles yeah. behind. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, nobody wanted to shoot that video, even though I had, because really? I, I came up with the concept. Mm-hmm. And so, it t- <laughs> funny enough, it was a porn director <laughs> that ended up uh, like really accepting the job. His wow. name was Gregory Dark. 
And uh, Gregory Dog. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He does like S and M like bondage <laughs> deal Makes films. Sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, yeah. I want to do. I want to do hip hop videos. So we he probably made so much money anyway. So man, it he don't, he didn't do porn anymore after that. Right. And then it turned out to be like number one. It went to number. It was the only video that was able to take Notorious B.I.G. Rest in peace. Um, from the number one spot at the time. Got some more money, more problems with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so it was. It was incredible, man. It was a great feeling. And then um, right after that, it was like the the Dr. Dre and all that stuff started after the next cycle. All right, we got more with Exhibit when we come back. Matter of fact, let's get into a classic. Well, I think it's a classic. It's What's the Difference? Dr. Dre, Eminem, Exhibit. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Exhibit is in the building. Charlamagne? What happened to the relationship with, with, with Dr. Dre and the whole Aftermath team? Because you were such a big part of that wave. Yeah. Y'all still communicating? Absolutely. Or? Okay. Yo, Dr. Dre is one of my, my, my closest friends, I believe. I see him as a mentor. I see him as somebody that gives me solid advice even when I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. When you say great advice even when you don't want to hear it, what yes. do you mean by that? Well, <laughs> I had the opportunity to um, go and do Magnum P.I. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they uh, for uh, CBS. And and I went to talk to him about it and he he's he's aware that I have a cannabis company, uh, Brass Knuckles. And um, it's it's a wonderful company. It's it's definitely changed my life. I was able to go back and take care of everything that was kind of like hovering over my head. I had a million dollar tax back debt. Taxes. Yeah, I had <laughs> I had a million dollar tax debt. I had all these other things that was I was able to go wipe all of that out. Dope. And so he sat me down and I and and then I was I, I was I'm telling him and he's like why if you have the ability to stop tap dancing you should. Ooh. He said do you have do you need to? I was like no. Did you want to? <laughs> that matters not. That's, no, what, that's what he like, said. Like, like she says, sometimes yeah. it's what, you know, no, if you, if no, you no. that desire, you want no, to No, because I was on the fence. If I wanted to do it, I would have just, just did it. it. Right, right, right. It would have right. been a question. Right, it was, it was, I was, I was going back and forth. Well, he's you actually, know? he's worth a billion dollars. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to say it's that. It's easy for him to say. But you got to get on something. Yeah, you, you know gotta, what I'm saying? You got to have that mentality. You got to have that mentality. And I think that's where he's trying to push me. What's the difference between me and you? One of my favorite records. Mm. How, how did that record come about? Uh, Hitman was originally on the song with Eminem. Rapping? Yeah. Mm. Wow. And so Dre called me in and was like, hey, you know, I want to see if you got a verse for this. And then all of a sudden, it was kind of like, okay, that's going to stick. And you never know if you're on the record until the record comes out. <laughs> until it's in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you already so, had heard Dre and M's verse because M killed that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, I hadn't heard M's verse yet. Oh, he just let you hear the beat. Yeah, he just right, let me hear the beat. You Were know. you mad once you heard M's verse? He was like, come no. on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was happy, man. Yeah. I was happy to be even be considered to be involved in a project like that. Then when we got invited to go on an Up and Smoke tour, Dre gave me the opportunity. He gave me two choices. He said, hey, you can have your own set before Warren G at the top of the show, or you can have two songs on my set. I was like, Done. Two songs. Two songs set. it is. Hell yeah. You know? Pat crowd. I'm yeah, absolutely. Right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. Uh, I just did like a like an intro to the year 2000, the song I had. And then I went do, we did Bitch Please, left the stage, came right back uh, after a wardrobe changed and did What's the Difference? Now, you talk about some of the traumatic experiences you had early on, like the absentee father, death of your mother very young. Uh, well, my father wasn't absent. He wasn't absent? They okay. moved to New Mexico. Yeah, we just moved to New Mexico, yeah. yeah yeah, it was it was uh it was a step family arrangement. It was abusive. I did like two years in juvenile detention centers mm-hmm. and group homes and whatnot because I was just not 
I wasn't able to be consoled. I wasn't able to be controlled or anything. Consoled by what, your mother night? Yeah, okay, I, it was okay. just too much. And then, you know, uh, being um, remarried, you know, like three or four months, my mother wasn't even cold in the ground. Wow. And ended up going to, you know, New Mexico where I'm just a sore, I'm sticking out like a sore thumb. There's only five black people there at the time. That's mm-hmm. a you know? to go through. And four of them in my family, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was by myself in these group homes, and so that's how I got involved in the street shit and doing what I was doing. Was music an outlet the like, Organize your emotions, so to speak. Absolutely, um, I say that hip hop saved my life because I've had, I, you know, I got an older brother that that you know did 15 years for for, for murder. You know, mm-hmm. I thank God for hip hop because I loved it so much. I found an outlet where I could kick and scream and curse and do everything I needed to do through this music and 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 not jeopardize my freedom with it. Did you ever have a conversation with your father about how you felt? Absolutely. Uh, you know, my father just recently passed a year ago. Um, uh, uh, thank you. And so um, before he passed, you know, I became a father at 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And so when I had children, I was able to see where he was coming from. And so through that, I got to see him have a relationship with me that was more positive. Gotcha. And, and so he was able to be nice to my kids. And he's this jolly old man. I was like, where is this? When I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where was you at? People growing up. Yeah, exactly. No, but 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 our relationship, we definitely had a real strong relationship after after I started having kids. Did that help you get get rid of some of the resentment that you had for him having kids? Well, yes. Okay. You know, I did. I didn't have. I I wouldn't say it was resentment. I think it was just I I didn't. You know, because then you know I don't know how old you are, but forty. What? Well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So you know. Kids are to be seen and not heard, and they didn't tell us what was going on mm-hmm. in the, in the fa- family dynamic, right. you know. But I understood later, right. you know, and then I got it. And so that's where, like, I kind of started being able to talk to him and tell him the truth. And, you know, even though it shocked him or it made him feel like, okay, you know, I, I hope my son is okay. At least he never got to saw me, you know, see me in a grave or see me in prison mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like, he only saw me trying to strive to be better and, and to hit the successes that I did. I think that hurt our generation more than anything, our parents keeping secrets from us. Yeah, yeah, and that was just the way it was. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, um, when we talked about your taxes mm. and you owed uh, over a million dollars, how did how did you get to that level? Did you just not file? Was it bad accounting? Because there's a lot of artists out there right now, I'm sure, that are brand new. That's just it was a combination of things. And not thinking. As you get paid in music, you may get an advance. You may get royalties. So that was money was coming in. Oh, yeah. But them checks was real skinny coming out, mm-hmm. right? So when you have this perception of success, when everybody sees you on TV every day, every hour, they expect you, they assume that you are being paid to compensate as big as this is, right? So there was a combination of the money not coming when it's supposed to, me trusting or feeling like, okay, I, I, in order to be a rapper, I need to have a record contract. I need to have a business manager. I need to have a, a Bentley. I need to have a, a big house. I need to have parties, and I need to do all this stuff, even though I knew that the the, the finances weren't there, right? So it's a combination of things. I'm not, there's not one person I could I could point at. Um, you taking out a lot of loans? Or no, no, I never took a loan, or? never took a loan. But I was with a business manager that accepted large checks like a I, I remember like a million dollar check came in under Alvin Joyner which is my real name mm-hmm. and so 
not one time was I told like, yo, you need to start an LLC mm -hmm. yeah. and you need to be able to take this check and, and not and, 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 and expense things because you're not just, you know, just taking this and putting you in your pocket. You're paying for things. You're paying for your your children's school. Right. Um, at the time, my first son's mother <laughs> had taken me to court and uh, I went in there right off a tour bus smelling like Hennessy and a whole bunch of, um, uh, you know, just I don't give a and the judge awarded her seventy five hundred dollars a month. Jesus, that that went from when he was two to he was like fourteen, and so all these things are are beating on your your finances. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you still got to be a an artist, a superstar, artist, a star, right? Superstar. And then there's a lot of penalties too. Absolutely, and penalties and interest. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't, when you pass these things, and you think you're gonna get to it next year, and get to it next year, and get to it next year, it just piles up. And then it was a joke. It was like, aha, look at Exhibit. Right. You know, and, you know, I, I was always taught to never bring your personal stuff to the office. You know, so it wasn't about me pointing fingers or complaining or, or any of that because I always believed that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I couldn't see the light at the time. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't see the light at the I'm time. I'm so glad I didn't I got... get rich till I was older. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but there's a whole lot of, it's a, it's a whole lot of perception. People want the perception of being rich, yeah. but they don't want to do the work to do it. Well, we thank you for joining us this yeah, morning, Yeah, man. man, thank you. It's been a long time coming. Absolutely, man. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne, thank yes, you, sir. Man. X yeah. to the Z, yeah. it's Exhibit. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, uh, we've been on this radio for eight years. We are The Breakfast Club, by the way. Good morning, everybody. We've yes. been on this radio for eight years. This is our eight-year anniversary. Yeah, December is our eight-year anniversary. I forgot exactly what day in December. What day is it exactly? I don't remember. And we've had a lot of uh, great moments here on The Breakfast Club. So, you know, what we've been doing all week is just playing some of our best and worst moments over the past eight years. And it's so interesting to just, like, <laughs> see how things have changed. Have changed, absolutely. You know, some things have gotten better. Some things have gotten worse. Some Correct. things just are what they are. That's right. Now, this one we're about to play this is... This is definitely one that changed a lot. It changed a lot. This is from Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj's first interview on morning radio... First interview at the Breakfast Club. But no, no, this was her first interview on morning radio in New York City. Right, she usually doesn't do morning radios because mm -hmm. she usually didn't want to wake up early. She didn't have to, honestly. And she came up here and she did the Breakfast Club and it was a big deal, a big thing. And I just remember, uh, you know, our previous relationships with Nicki Minaj. You know, Nicki was an artist from New York City that New York didn't support right away, you know. I, I, I did. She, a lot of New Yorkers didn't support her. She actually moved to Atlanta and started getting support and then mm -hmm. came back here for people to support her. So that was big. And I, I just remember Charlemagne and I, how she was having a lot of problems with other stations and we supported her. You remember? Absolutely. I, I, I will see the bob. Yeah, we, we, I still got love for Nikki, though. For yeah, and if it's funny because if me and Nikki talk now, we it's like, like I don't want to say hot. It's not hostile, but it's like, Intense. It is. You know what I'm saying? It but is. I got love for Nikki. It is. And, you know, and I, I got love for Nikki, too. I mean, me and Nikki, we've been through up. We've been through trials. We've been through tribulations. You just got to be able to. She told me the SMD from the back a couple absolutely. times. I actually interviewed Nikki Minaj like three times on Sirius, and she did lip service back in the day and talked about her different personalities in the bedroom. Okay. Here's the thing about relationships, too, right? Mm. You know, you have to be able to take the good and the bad. Correct. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to take the good criticism, uh, and you got to be able to take the bad criticism. And it should work both ways. Correct. If, if Nikki got a problem with me and she don't like things that I do, she allowed to tell me that. If I got a problem with her and I don't like things that she do, I should be allowed to say that as well. Right. So that's 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 the relationship. Well, this is our okay. first interview. 
with Nikki. Mm-hmm. It's the Breakfast Club, and we got a special guest in the building today. Yeah, this family right here. And I feel honored. Uh-huh. She doesn't usually do morning shows. No. But she woke up early this morning to, to come and drop by to the Breakfast Club. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first time she's ever done morning radio in New York. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is the first and only morning stop that she did this time. Oh, Breakfast Club, we ride for Nicki Minaj, man. You Bottom guys, line, point blank period. I, it's interesting that they put y'all three together because I actually had a great rapport with all... But I didn't... I didn't know Charmaine, but he was a friend in my head. Oh. I kept on saying, I like his lisp, you know? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I didn't know you had one until I heard the interview. I kept on telling him, I was like, yo, his lisp, lo- I mean, I love it because it makes me want to listen to what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw his in it, like when he, when he interviewed Dice, and I was uh-huh. crying. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of the matter is, I had a great rapport with you. I had a great rapport with you. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over everybody. Now. Oh, we're number Thank one you. in what, number one. Yep, number one ever morning show in New York. Yeah, that, congrats. I'm I'm proud of you guys. Yeah. Like you're from Queens, right? Uh, 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 right. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just from the north side. You're from the south Queens, side, from yeah. the north side. That's oh, all. well, that don't really count. That don't okay. count. We're number two overall. But if we keep getting uh, crossover superstars like Nikki, <laughs> we can uh, eventually get that number one spot. Yay! Yes. You guys. Y'all popping. Well, thank you, Nikki. I'm thank like, you we're, for we're super me. duper proud of you, too. Thank you. I can't lie. I can't lie. I don't know if she feels like that lie. now, but... I can't lie. But As a sensitive, emotional cancer, that makes me very sad. I'm be honest with you. What makes you sad? It just makes me sad that the relationship has gotten the way it is. I'm not going to lie. You want to call her? What, now? Yeah, when we come back. We should call her today before we leave. Let's call her. We should call Nikki Minaj. Yes, let's call Nikki. I'm with that. Okay. All right. I'm serious. I'm serious. Right. I'm gonna call. Let's Nikki. call him. That's we. Uh, I'm, I'm, we gonna call. Nikki, All right. Man. Well, we got rumors on the way. Ye? Uh, yes, we do. We're gonna talk about Lil Wayne and his fan voted tour that he's about to be going on. Also, Michelle Obama. You know, we all love her book, Becoming. Well, we'll tell you a letter that she wrote to herself. All right, let's get into that. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That's next. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, last week we told you about the screening of Lifetime Surviving R. Kelly documentary series. They actually had a screening that was shut down because of a gun threat. I was supposed to be moderating the panel afterward, and there were seven women who are also featured in this docuseries that we're ready to talk about why they participated and their own experiences with R. Kelly, which is never an easy thing to do. Well, uh, Kitty Jones was on... Page Six TV. She's one of the women who is R. Kelly's ex-girlfriend, and here's what she had to say about some of the backlash that she got from people, in particular black women. Part of the black media have they have protected him over time. You know, continuing to play the music. Uh, most of my hurts and coming forward have been from the black community, um, in particularly black women have attacked us the most. There is black media and black radio that still looks at us as opportunists. It's amazing because I did post a picture from the screening and people were really going in on the women. And I was like, well, there's about, I think, over 50 people featured in this documentary. Some of them were people that grew up with R. Kelly, former teachers, his own brother. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's black media's fault, per se, because the truth of the matter is the consumer still is into R. Kelly. People still go to his shows. People still buy buy his music. And as long as he's viable, then radio stations are going to play him. Now here's what else Kitty Jones had to say about why she's not backing down. We've come too far to 
back down now. And we just want him to know that that control and your money and your power, like this is a different time that we're in. You can't scare people with that anymore. You can't continue to pay people off to go away and to keep your secrets. All right. Well, you guys got to see that, man, when that debuts on uh, Lifetime in just a couple of weeks. And I mean, and what, it's, it's crazy because what can you really do when you saw the tape and you see the the, birth, the marriage certificate when you married Aaliyah at 15? Like, it's right there for everyone to see and people still support. So what can you do? All right. Now, Nicki Minaj is upset at a reporter. Uh, she was upset for a Daily Mail TV reporter, Je- uh, Jesse Palmer, because of some statements that he made. Listen to this. All right, well, her fans are also worried because this isn't the first time that Nicki Minaj has mm-hmm. defended a sex offender. Remember, she supported her brother, Jelani Minaj, two years ago when he was found guilty of sexually assaulting an 11-year-old girl. Now she posted, you better have a good lawyer, Jesse Palmer, hashtag Arnold Palmer. You just lied on me on national TV and now you're being sued. You better be able to back up what you just said about me with facts. Super facts, defamation, good form video link in my bio. Well, I'm sure he's going to bring up uh, her brother, right? And the fact that they said she paid her brother's lawyer's fees. I don't know if that's true. Or not. We don't know but if that's true. I'm sure that's what he's going to bring up when, you know, mm-hmm. when, she, when she asked him for then facts. Then she said, you go into jail. She said, the barbs are getting more tuition and student loan money after I sue this hoe. Don't think Nikki won't sue you. She's threatened to sue me before. All right, now Nicki Minaj, they're <laughs> also did. saying with her, her current boyfriend, Kenneth Petty, is already discussing weddings and babies and all of that, according to TMZ. Sources close to Nicki is saying that they've had this talk after only a few months of dating, and she's very serious about marrying him and all of that. So Good for Nicki. I seen them in the gym together yesterday. Good for them. In the Your gym? gym? No, 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 I didn't see them in the gym. They posted a video of themselves in the gym. You just said I've seen them in the gym. No, I seen a video of them in the gym, working out. All right, Michelle Obama's Becoming. Let's discuss that book. She's also going to be extending her tour. And I did go see her when she was at the Barclays in Brooklyn, which was excellent, her Becoming. Uh, and I recommend anybody who has the opportunity to go see that, make sure you do. It's really amazing, even better than I could have possibly anticipated. So she's going to be doubling the number of book events for 2019 to make sure that everybody who wants to see her on this tour will get a chance to see her. Now, if you remember the picture of the young girl, Parker Curry, who was looking at the picture of Michelle Obama, the portrait at the National Portrait Gallery, and that picture went viral of the young girl looking up at the picture of Michelle Obama. Well, now Parker Curry is writing a book as well. She's writing that book with some help from her mother, of course. Apparently, the two have been in touch, the mother and Michelle Obama, ever since that photo went viral. And she even went to go see her at the Washington, Washington D.C. tour stop for the Becoming book. And they said it was like seeing two old friends get back together. They were buddies again. So uh, that'd be nice that uh, the young Parker's writing a book about that experience. And Michelle Obama has also written a letter to herself as part of CBS's Note to Self series. She wrote a very emotional and heartwarming letter. She said, Dear Michi, there you are in your jean jacket and braids, a long way from that little apartment on the south side of Chicago. You're at one of the finest universities in the world. You're smiling, and you should be. You worked hard for this. But even now... After you reached your goal, you're still not quite sure if you belong and can't get one question out of your mind. Am I good enough? Uh, So make sure you guys, when you have an opportunity, please read this entire letter. She goes through that and goes through meeting Obama. She said, you'll open your heart to someone whose upbringing was nothing and everything like yours. All at the same time, he's driven by a hopeful set of ideals. He's grounded and kind and absolutely brilliant. I'm enjoying Michelle Obama's book, but it seems like Michelle Obama's book is long as hell. I started reading her book on the way to Johannesburg, South Africa. So I read it a lot on the way there. I read it a lot on the way back, and I'm still reading it right now. I'm in like the, uh, I'm almost at the end of the second portion of her book. 
I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, you know, Florida. I tried Florida. I promise you. I do not target y'all. That's people, a lie. People tell me this all the time on social media. They're like, you target Florida. I do not target Florida. That's a lie. It's just that these stories from Florida pop up that I just would feel, you know, bad if I didn't just share with the world. So I need uh, this young man from Florida named Dominique Breedlove to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. And it is a way to teach proper job interview etiquette. You know, I'm always looking for a teachable moment. We have one for after the hour. All right. Now, last week, you know, you promised you wouldn't give Florida donkey today into the new year. I never said anything like that. You didn't say that? You, no, I did not say that. Oh, didn't you, didn't you say nothing like no, that? No, I did not say anything you sure like you that. Like that? No. Well, Why are you hearing things? I don't know. I, mean, I did not say that at all. People talking about I said that if they would have voted Andrew Gilliman a couple months ago, I would not have given them Donkey Today for the rest of the year. I don't know where you got that from. I heard part of it. I didn't hear the whole thing. Oh, my God. All right. Donkey Today's up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Philo is the best way to watch TV, live or on demand. More than 50 channels you love, like VH1, BET, and, of course, Revolt. Best part? Philo is just $20 a month. Find out for yourself with a free trial. No credit card needed. Text BREAKFAST to 74456. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. Florida. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Oh, Florida. Donkey of the day for Wednesday, December 12th goes to a 24-year-old Florida man named Dominique Breedlove. Now, what does your Uncle Charla always say? The craziest people in the world come from the Bronx and all of Florida. You can always count on someone from Florida to Florida. And Dominique is the latest Floridian to prove this theory true. Now, Dominique had a job interview at Kohl's, okay? He went to the Human Resources Department to try to get hired at Kohl's Department Store. Uh, I respect it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of places are doing extra hiring around this time of year because it's the holidays and they need all the manpower they can get. So it's like a temp job. But who cares? It's a job nonetheless. Now, I don't know if this is Dominique's situation. I was just rambling just now. But Dominique Breedlove was at Kohl's for a job interview. Uh, this story is starting off just fine, right? We all know proper job interview etiquette, right? I mean, uh, before radio, I myself worked at a warehouse called Industrial Acoustics Company. I worked at Taco Bell. I worked at a clothing store called Demo in the Mall. I worked at a telemarketing place called Paragon Solutions. Now, for me, someone who had felonies, I had to go into these interviews dressed like a Jehovah Witness doing field service. Okay, trust me, I know what a Jehovah's Witness doing field service dresses like because I grew up a Jehovah's Witness doing field service. So some nice dress suits, dress pants, dress shirt, you know, tie, blazer. I could not look like I had felonies even though I had felonies. That's proper job interview etiquette, okay? Some people have proper job interview etiquette. Some don't, okay? Uh, you know, some don't realize when you're doing a job interview, you are judged by your body language or other personality quirks. You got to greet the person interviewing you as Mr. or Miss. You know, make sure your cell phone is off. Kids, you can't be in there texting, phone vibrating, you checking the gram while the person is talking to you. All that is a no-no, okay? Look people in the eye and smile, all right? Give the person interviewing you, you know, uh, a firm handshake. Sit up straight, lean slightly forward. Take notes during your interview. Even if you fake taking notes, do it. Arrive 15 minutes early and even send a thank you note or a thank you email after you're done. That's just all proper interview etiquette. But one of the most important things 
to remember during a job interview. One of the most important things to do during a job interview is to remember that your interview is not over until you have left the premises, until you are driving down the road. Do you understand what I'm saying? We all know job interviews are about the buying and selling of a dream. We in there trying to sell this employer a dream so he will, he will hire me. All right, we know the job interview is all gas. We all fronting. So you have to keep this, this, this illusion up until you are off these people's premises, all right? Trust me, it is some managers who will watch potential candidates as they exit the building and leave because he may, you know, just want to see the real you. He'll watch you till you leave because he wants to see the real you. And as soon as people leave a job interview, they turn back into the real them. So he's watching you to see if you spark up a J when you get outside or, you know, you yap on your cell phone, loitering in the parking lot for 20 minutes, leaning on your car. All right, some employers just want to make sure that you are staying in professional mode. That's all. And in the case of Dominique Breedlove, he didn't take heed to that jewel I just gave you. All right, your interview is not over until you drive down the road. But keep in mind, it's Florida. All right? In Florida, it's only but for so long they can pretend to be normal. Dominique Breedlove sat in that interview from 3.20 to about 3.50 fronting. And by 4 p.m., he returned to his true Florida form. Let's go to CBS 4 Miami for the report, please. A Florida man who went to Kohl's for a job interview ended up leaving the store in handcuffs. Listen to this. Deputies say Dominic Breedlove had just finished his job interview when he spotted two pairs of Nike shoes without a security tag on it. He allegedly grabbed a Kohl's bag from a previous purchase out of his car, put both pairs in the bag and tried to leave the building. A loss prevention officer was watching him the entire time and he was taken into custody in the parking lot. Breedlove told investigators he was going to give the shoes to his mother. He also didn't get the job. You think? Uh, Dominique Breedlove went to a Coles for a job interview and immediately after the interview he decided to steal from the same Coles. Now Florida, I don't know how y'all do things, but regular people when they have a job interview, uh, they go home and wait for a callback. Now, if this wasn't in Florida, I would say, well, Dominique knew that he probably blew his interview and was like, effort. But since it's Florida, I'm going to say no. That makes too much sense. Now, in his defense, he did steal the shoes for his mother, okay? The Nike Air Bella TR shoes valued at $80 and a pair of Nike Elite TR shoes valued at $70. But here's the thing. If you would have gotten a job at Kohl's, you wouldn't have had to steal them, okay? Now you are in jail with a $500 bond. And I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but if you are on a job interview at Kohl's, Stealing $150 worth of sneakers, you probably don't have the money for bail. Kids, do I have to tell you that this is not proper job interview etiquette? All right? Go into a job interview hoping to get your picture on an employee ID, but you come out with your picture uh, on a mugshot? Do you realize that you have to put this on all job applications for the rest of your life? I don't even know how you begin to remove a stain like this, nor am I going to rack my brain trying to figure it out because one thing I have learned to do is not stress about things that are, that are out of the realm of my understanding. Only thing I need to know to make sense of this situation is that it's Florida, and Florida just don't make no sense. Please give Dominique Breedlove the biggest he all. Now, I cannot leave this story without playing a game of guess what race it is? Oh, boy. Now. Okay. Here's your clues. Okay, I'm listening. 24 years old, mm -hmm. from Florida, job interview at Coles. Mm -hmm. The sneakers he stole from Coles. Nike Air Bella TR shoes valued at $80. Nike Elite TR shoes valued at $70. Guess what race it is? Angela Yee, we'll start with you. Uh, Caucasian. Okay. What makes you say that? Um, 
I don't know. I just think that based on the sneakers, I would have probably still nicer ones. Okay, okay. Uh, DJ Envy, hmm. guess what race it is? See, now, when you first, when you said Florida and you said Coles, I thought black. I was like, you know, Florida, a lot of black people in Florida. Florida, 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 or mm-hmm. Latino. But then when you said stole Nikes, I said, hmm, what type of Nikes? Niggas only steal Jordans, so mm. and you ain't say Jordans. Mm. You ain't say Yeezys. Mm. You said Nike BTR. Nike TR. Nike Elite TR shoes. Yes. Those, Nike Airbella TR shoes. Those sound like the old white man sneakers, so I would have to say Caucasian. Well, well guys, if you said Caucasian, you are correct. I knew it. Come on now. Context clues matter. Black people steal sneakers from Foot Locker and Champs, not Coles. And the type of sneakers should have gave it away for everybody. Nike Air Bella TR shoes, Nike Elite TR shoes, those are the Nikes white people were setting on fire after Nike signed Colin Kaepernick. All right? See? I know so, it. Yes. Congratulations. I knew it. I got, I got a gift for y'all. Uh-oh. What you got? I got a gift. Oh, out. <laughs> that should last y'all until I, at least May. I don't want nice that. Nice big tub of mayonnaise. Too much goddamn man, eh? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call her right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Good morning, this is Quentin from California. Quentin, what's up, man? What's your question for you, bro? Uh, before I go, uh, uh, first I'd like to let you know, brother, that you know, uh, my God versus my enemy's uh, gear that you're wearing is solid, bro. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. that. But, um, At Body of God, if you want to order something. But go ahead. So my situation, what happened was, uh, you know, I'm actually looking for a wife. And, you know, I was dating this woman for about three and a half, four months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things were going really well. I introduced her to my family, and we had one night where, you know, we both we both made the agreement to not, you know, remain abstinent, you know, because I don't want no kids, but I don't wear a lot. That's just me. Okay. So, so we, um, you know, we got real close, and, you know, she stopped me, and before uh, we pros- she let me allow me to proceed, which I didn't, but she let me know that she was transgender. Okay. My, only, my issue was I'm looking for a wife. You know, and immediately I couldn't I couldn't continue the relationship because and that and that is your choice. And at least she did tell you that before you guys had sex, because I think that's a difficult thing for a person to say off the bat, just in case things don't work out. You know, maybe they don't want to tell everything about themselves up front. How do you feel now? Do you still feel like you want to be with her, or are you calling because he still has feelings? Oh no, I don't have any feelings. No, because I can't have kids with. Okay. You know, I mean, to me, you know, and I felt that... Uh, She's a woman, but, I, okay, I feel you. You want her to biologically carry a child. It's it's hard to, to not make it seem like I'm um, to be offensive, but... Okay, but so you, you feel like you wish you would have known this because you wouldn't have pursued the relationship, but now that you have found out, you guys didn't have sex, it didn't get that far and now she revealed something about herself and you've decided that you can't continue the relationship so it just didn't work out just like any relationship wouldn't work out but i feel like if if, i mean at least give me the option but quentin you want her to tell you like immediately when y'all first went on your first date or when when she feels like she knows you well enough to share things with you about her past i feel like the moment the moment we became we weren't sexually intimate but there is some intimacy involved you know okay 
I'm 32 years old. I've only introduced two women to my mother. Right. I feel for you, Quentin. Listen, I understand, like, it's a difficult situation, and every situation is different for the person. You know, at least she did reveal to you before things went there who she was, and, you know, you loved this woman, but now you feel like that's not somebody you could be with because of where you see yourself later on in life with marriage and everything and children. But I feel them. Before we get intimate, before you kiss me, like, let's let's be honest. I, I want to know what's going on in your life. I, I would I would want to know as well. Well, yeah, she did tell him before they had sex. We've had uncountable, passionate kisses. I'm saying, mm-hmm. and I, I respected the person. So if they would have come forward while we established that respect, I wouldn't have had these, these ill feelings. Can you imagine how difficult that must be for her, though? Also, as far as dating, I'm just, you know, putting it out there. And and I, and I, I, I understand in that sense. However, if we're if we're trying to have a a, a solid, keep it 100 relationship, at the very end, I could have at least had a friend. Right. My mom actually caught on to it. She said it's some things that didn't add up. She tried to have a heart to heart, woman to woman. Mm-hmm. And she said she didn't feel like a woman to her. Okay. And. That's just from my mom's perspective. But mm-hmm. the fact that uh, I love women, matter of fact, you probably one of the most beautiful, natural looking women that I've seen. She's taking, she's, she's taking, sir. So and that's okay. Try to try okay. shot somewhere that's, else. That's she has a boyfriend. She has a boyfriend. But um, don't let this don't let this make you give up on finding the right person. Cause you know what, relationships don't always work out, no matter what the situation is. There's different reasons why, but you just just got to put yourself out there and learn from everything that happens to you. Did she give you oral? Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, why? It wasn't good? I mean, it was... It was, it was good, man. Well, then it, it doesn't good, sound man. unfortunate. It was, it was good. I mean, I was harder than Chinese trig, I tell you that. Okay, well, there you go. I don't know. It sounds like you still have some feelings, but... He does. He's he in feels love, betrayed. but he, just, he doesn't know what to do. Listen, don't worry about what other people think. Just worry about how you feel. Now, I understand feeling like you wish you would have known so you could have made that decision earlier, but... Love is love. So what's your question for you, bro? thing is, I'm having issues, you know, with trust just in general. How do I go about not uh, assuming, you know, and having to do, like, gender tests? Just ask ask those questions. You never asked her, right? I mean... She didn't I, lie I mean, to you. You can't ask that question on the, on the first day. How do you ask that question on the first day? You can say, I've had ex- right. an experience That's before. Like, I'm trying to, you know, what I'm trying to do. So... I mean... In the in the first in the first ninety days, I asked her if she had if she ever had an STD. I mean, I thought that was kind of you know. Cause That's we not the same question, sir. No matter what, right? Relationships are difficult. No matter what, it takes a while for us to find the right one sometimes. But when it does happen, it's the best thing in the world. I would tell you, man, you can't just not trust, go around not trusting people because of this experience. And to keep it real, she didn't lie to you, and she did come clean to you without you having to ask her to. So you just feel deceived. And I get it, but no matter what, in relationships, there's a lot of things people aren't going to tell you from the beginning that you have to find out as they trust you and you trust them. I'm sure there's things that you held back on telling at first. I mean, it's, it's the, vulnerability, the vulnerability piece. I actually shared some things with her that actually I didn't share with any past women. And that's the, I think that's the part where I felt betrayed, but I just she, moving forward, I'm not sure how to even... And she shared some things with it. you as well. That's what relationships are. Try, try Christian Mingle, bro. I appreciate that, brother. All right, man. Good luck, man. <laughs> and always and you know up. what, man? Stay Envy's on home. never even been on Christian I'm going to send you a hoodie, man. What, si- what oh, size? That would be great. What? I ain't going to ask you a size. What, what, Why um... not, Envy? <laughs> What's your size, bro? Pause. Why are you pausing his size? 3X. All right, man. We're going to get you. 3X. Get... You're a big guy. Whoa. We're going to get you a hoodie, bro. I'm, I'm 
All right, appreciate it. All right, ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Hey, what's your question for Yee? Okay, so um, I'm just getting some basic advice. I've been dating a guy. We met two years ago, mm-hmm. and right after we met, he got incarcerated. Then okay. they're like, right after we met, like a month and a half after we met. And um, once he got incarcerated, I lost touch with him, but he, of course, through the great internet, found me some way, somehow, mm-hmm. for calling me again. Well, I start answering when he started calling. Basically, I fell for him. I fell for him. I fell for the shit he said. Of course, I still do me a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Right, but he's in but, jail, so he's reaching out probably to yes. women to keep him company while he's doing his bid. How long is he locked right. up for? Right. He's uh, actually getting out next Christmas. Okay. Next Christmas. Okay, so there's a woman that he was dealing with when he was out before he met me and all that, like, and... Basically, it, it's hard because I'm believing what he's saying, but then I go, you know, on her Facebook, or I see anything on her social media. I took a whole year to actually look at this girl's Facebook before I actually went on there and looked. And once I looked, I'm like, whoa, like, they're together together, like, profile pictures, kissing in the, in the jail and this and that. All right, so wait, what's, what's the question? <laughs> well, I would say, like, could you, do you think a person that's in a situation like incarcerated could be in love with two people like you think it's possible or you think it's just like a survival method like you think it's possible for somebody to actually be in love with two people on the outside well what does that mean to you do you still want to be with him even though he clearly has a whole nother girlfriend I do I do but this is the thing he claimed there's random months where he'd be like I'm not with her okay why are you wasting your time you said you still do you a little bit right I just have a little friends, but I swear I haven't taken nobody serious. I've been building my brand as you link eyelashes. Like- you don't know how many girls this man is talking to from behind bars. Right. So I don't want I you to waste your time off. until next Christmas devoting all this into somebody who has a whole nother girlfriend and who knows who else he's talking to, and he's not even being honest with you. Everything he said is so genuine. Like when we Yeah, he's in jail. Crazy. It's you crazy. know guys will talk that talk while they locked up. Yeah, but so you said every man who talks that talk or say something good to his woman is lying? You see what he's doing, right? Actions don't lie. Where do you think he's going when he get out? Compared to what he actually do, compared to what he said he's going to do? What do you think he's telling yeah. his his girlfriend? Well, I mean, she she keep getting caught up with different guys, so I don't know if he's dealing with her or not. I don't know. Well, there's pictures of them kissing in jail. Yeah. If he was at home doing this stuff, would you deal with it and put up with it? Uh-uh. So why would you deal with it while he's locked up and think that's okay? It's just like you be wanting so bad, you be wanting so bad to believe, like just the fairy tale of it. You out here dealing with no good guys. I ain't saying like there's a reason why I'm not in a relationship with nobody. I really don't, you know, like anything anybody saying. But out of it, out of anybody who I talk to, he says the most things to make. Well, baby, I want you to just deal with reality, and the reality is he's lying to you from behind bars. And if he was lying to you in your face at home, you wouldn't deal with it. So I don't know why you want to put yourself through this. You got to open yourself up for real love and you closed off right now. I don't try the friend thing a little bit. And it just every time I say that, it's like that's the worst thing in the world I could be to him is his friend. And I don't understand why. Hey, love yourself more than you love somebody else. That's always the best advice. Love you. Do right, you. All right. All right. Thanks.
All right, mm-hmm. ask ye. I feel A-O-J- bad like I crushed her spirit. 585-1051. If you got relationship questions, you can ask ye. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Lil Wayne. If you're a big Lil Wayne fan, he might be coming to your city, but that's only if you voted for it as a fan. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Lil Wayne. It's This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Lil Wayne, he has announced his tour dates, and this is because you, as fans, have voted. Now, all the shows, these four shows he announced, are going to be free to title members. Here's what he said. And I'm teaming up with Tyler to show you just how much I appreciate you. So with that said, I'm stoked to announce my mother I ain't without you tour. It's going to be a real intimate setting. We might get to hear some Oh, that's dope. Seems like it's going to be a small venue, which is which is dope. Yeah, it's going to be intimate. He's going to Houston, Atlanta, D.C., and Chicago. No New York. He ain't, we ain't even effing with New York, huh? Well, he had a bad experience here before. All right, now, people are talking about a tasteless joke that Young Thug made. He said, if NBA young boy don't like you, I hate you. If 21 Savage say F you, we going to rape you. Damn. So... We don't know if uh, now they're saying, well, does he run his own social media? Did he write this? But it was wildly offensive to make jokes about things like rape. Of course you can't make a joke about that. Come on. Absolutely. All right. Now, NASA is trying to prove to Steph Curry that humans have been to the moon because he was questioning it. He was on the Winging It podcast and said, we ever been to the moon? And some of the other players were like, no. So he said, they're going to come get us. I don't think so either. Uh, And now NASA is responding to this claim by Steph Curry offering a tour of their facility in Houston to prove that that landing did actually take place. A lot of people have been saying that that maybe we didn't make it to the moon. Maybe it was all video. Maybe we just wanted to say it so we could get there before Russia, I believe. I don't know. I mean, it seems like we, we, I I don't know. Maybe NASA needs to prove it then. Uh, to you. Weren't they going to start trips to the moon? Like you could pay a certain fee and, and take a trip to the moon? Like if you were like a rich millionaire, they can take you to the moon? And they have like space reserves. I thought so. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that I would want to do that. <laughs> nah, me neither. I'm good. Too much room for error. Absolutely. All right. Now Ice Cube is talking about being turned away from the first listening party that NWA had. And he was on the Late Late Show with James Corden talking about how they couldn't get into their own NWA listening party. We couldn't get into our own listening party. You know, we were late because of Easy. He always made us late. It's it's a pretty swanky, like, you got to have your Easter shoes on and stuff like that. We come in khakis and chucks. So we're not, not famous then. Nobody really know who we are. So the security was like, y'all gangbangers are not coming up in here, man. We fought with this dude. The owner came out of the label trying to convince security to let us in. They're like, nope, we done seen this before. So we ended up going to IHOP. See, that's why I don't like doing parties at places like that. Like, my birthday's coming up. I'm having my birthday party, and I'm doing it in a very casual environment where you can come dressed in any type of way because there's nothing worse than an experience of you having a party at some place that's really swanky and fancy and then people can't get in. They couldn't even get into their own party, and sometimes it's just not worth it. You just want to have a good time. Absolutely. All right, Sierra and Future have got to work out a deal, and that's because of their son. She's been having some issues with Future booking time to be with his own son and his travel itinerary and sometimes she says that he's terrible at keeping his appointments 
he'll actually hand his, their son off to his mother, his grandmother, and won't spend much time with him. She doesn't want her son to have to go through that. So now she is actually asking a judge for some help with this situation. They've been trying to figure it out without the court stepping in. But she said it's weighing on their son, and they need to figure out a better schedule for their child's sake. Yeah, they got to figure that out for the for the sake of the child. The child needs time with the father, needs time with the mother. He doesn't want to have to go to daddy's house and, and stay with the grandma that whole time. So they got to figure that out for the kid. And, you know, it's, it's good. They tried to figure it out, but now it sucks that they have to take it to the court. But there's two sides to every story, though. Maybe Future is there. I mean, we don't know. Maybe Future, he said, hey, I got to go on tour. I mean, we don't know what happened, but... You know, it's all about your son at the end of the day, so Absolutely. you got to put that first. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in right now, 800-585-1051 or at DJ Envy if you want to hear something. We got you, all right? Shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, Mix is up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Brought to you by Aquaman. On December 21st, join Aquaman on the epic journey to discover who he was born to be. The bridge between two worlds. Aquaman in theaters everywhere, December 21st. Home is calling. Rated PG-13.